0: Hello. Welcome to a live on the Hip Podcast, because that's that's what this is now. I'm joined uh, by Jake Fahy. Hello. Angus Martin. Hi. And Tom Cross. It's great to be here. So we're going to discuss some of the week's <laughs> biggest footballing stories. The first one, of course, is it's Champions League's week, everyone. Champions League Week Champions League Week. Yay. Um, Chelsea, of course, play Real Madrid tonight as they step out in the semi-finals of the Champions League for the first time since 2014. The game is going to be played in Madrid's reserve stadium as the Santiago Bernabeu is being refurbished. Former Chelsea midfielder Bolo Zendon tells Sky Sports News his old club's lack of success in the tournament makes their opponents the favourites. Uh, Tom. We'll start with you. Uh, do we see Chelsea making the final of the Champions League against the Madrid side that, of course, did knock Liverpool out in the quarters?
1: It's a great contest and one that I'm so interested to see how they'll play. I think Real Madrid were brilliant against Liverpool. I think they did all their work in the first leg and they knew that Liverpool was suffering, and um, they showed that in the second leg. Their lack of finishing. Um, it's going to be such a tight contest. Chelsea playing so well at the moment under Tuchel, um, and it's it's really one that I can't I can't make a reasonable suggestion but my just because they're the european veterans in the competition
0: i'm I'm signing with a madrid victory jake as a Barca fan you know madrid quite well um you know that of course in la liga in recent years they have had tendencies of struggling halfway through the season but it's it's around this point of the season isn't it where they just come alive for whatever reason
2: yeah yeah it is um
0: <clears throat>
2: recently they've uh they've had some some off results. We had a draw here and there. In crucial times, they drew one all with Real Betis the other day, meaning Barcelona went level with them with their victory the other day. Um, but obviously, Zidane—he's probably going to want to win the Champions League again over La Liga because it seemed to be the more prestigious trophy. Obviously, because it's European trophy. Um, <clears throat> I feel like as good as Real Madrid are, Chelsea at the moment are just better. I think Chelsea will prevail. I think Werner will... He starts to come into his own under Tuchel, so I think he might continue on his form because he got a goal against... Who was it? Fulham? No, uh, West Ham. West Ham, obviously. <laughs> is,
0: scored... is that a bit of an overreaction, though, having scored one goal? Yeah. Um... It's a goal, sure, but it was against West Ham, and he's had, by all accounts, a pretty poor season goal-scoring wise for Chelsea. His actual numbers aren't that bad. His if, numbers this season are super quite honest. good, but I think. Some of the chances he's missed have been yeah.
1: awful. I think when you're paying somebody two hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week and he returns those numbers, as well as coming in for what fifty million was it that he came in for, um, it's disappointing mm-hmm. what he's um, what he's produced this season, but a goal at the weekend you know, doesn't do the confidence any wrong so going into the, the, the Real Madrid game, of course he'll be a threat especially his pace um, against the back line um, but you just think look who, he, who the other side have they've got Benzema, a veteran in the competition they've got Cruz and Modric in the midfield um, Hazard, of course, he'll want to make a point um, against his old club so I think the amount of prestigious talent that Real Madrid have should be enough
0: to see them through. Ingus, do you think that Werner's gonna come alive in 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 this tie? Um, or do you think that he's gonna be nullified by Madrid's defence, which, though it was COVID hit against Liverpool, was very impressive.
3: Yeah, Madrid's defence was impressive, but I think uh Verna will he'll want to because he's not he's not performed as well as he had this season. I mean Chelsea have had the the managerial change, they've uh, had a lot of new players, which sometimes works well. It hasn't really worked well for Chelsea this season. But against Real Madrid, Werner will definitely be looking at, well, kind of replicating what Vinicius Junior did against Liverpool, perhaps. Get a couple of goals and uh, put the tie in Chelsea's favour before the second leg, where um, here, Sergio Ramos should be back from Madrid.
0: Who do you see winning? Because obviously Tom says uh, Real Madrid's Jake is leaning towards Chelsea's side. What about yourself?
3: I don't want to be boring and say draw, but I mean, <laughs> the way Chelsea... Well, one, one side's
0: got to go to the right final. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we're talking
2: about this who's first going
3: leg through. leg, at right? least, it's it could be a draw. Um, especially, I have not seen Madrid's results. I think they had a disappointment at the weekend. Chelsea haven't done... Well, they beat West Ham, so they were probably the best of the ESL teams.
2: A Fifth place West Ham, might
0: we add, though. Mm, the, the West Ham side, the, yeah.
2: very much informed. This, <laughs> this isn't just a 16th place normal West Ham. This is a fifth place West Ham.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that surprised me because I remember it was, it was Boxing Day and I, I saw the league table and I saw that West Ham were in fourth and I thought, well, I thought I thought they were in a relegation battle, but all of a sudden they're in this in this fight for the top I think four. That's been a massive thing this
1: season: is teams that can string together consistency and teams that couldn't. You see, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool suffering because of that consistency issue, um, but teams like. A second half of the season, Chelsea, Manchester United, Leicester to an extent as well. All teams that know how to play consistent football and, and they're getting the um, the rewards from that.
3: Is it, um The consistency is obviously there, but in the past two, three years, City and Liverpool have just been so much up there that we've not really paid attention to the consistency because there's no need. But whereas Man City kind of slow burn this season, But the... Uh, there's a lot more in the midfield, mid-table.
1: I think, I think it's a good point how prolific that City and Liverpool have been. I think, you know, as many people would want to put stick on Liverpool as they can, they've been probably the only team that's made it not uh, League One, the uh, French League type of league, in that there's only one team that wins the league every year. Bundesliga like um, Yeah, so I think from that respect, yeah, I think, People do tend not to pay attention to the rest of the league when you've got such high runners, but this season especially, everything that's gone on—they are—you um, really need to have consistency. And teams that are challenging for the top four are those teams that have had consistency. I think Manchester United, are
2: one of those teams that's come under the radar, because I mean, they've they've won nineteen games and only lost four this season. Yes, they've drawn ten, but they've still they've gone under the radar. I think because. Even last last year, they got the uh, got the Champions League spot on the last day. Um,
0: Lingard with the goal, by the way.
2: <laughs> did, did you see that about the the bloke who put a bet on bear, for Lingard to not score all season? Literally, yeah, one of the last kicks of the season. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, Manchester United—they've come under the radar. I think Manchester City have just been too strong for everybody else. But um,
1: you'd it, expect so with. If- Five hundred million million, oh, if there's a problem in my squad, I'll just buy a solution rather yeah. than working for yeah, it. Yeah, true, true. I mean, that's uh, not to say Pep Guardiola's not a fantastic tactician. I mean, he is, but it does become frustrating when he's got two teams at his disposal that could both equally win but the Premier League.
2: It's not like Manchester United don't have money. Exactly, yeah. Manchester United have money. Chelsea have money. Leicester, they've got a, a certain amount. They don't have as much as, obviously, the rest of them, but... Save as West Ham.
0: I think that's one point that goes in, in Guardiola's favour as well, is that, for example, Mourinho spent a lot of money when he was Manchester United manager. And Tottenham you know, manager and Chelsea manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he spent a lot of money at those clubs. You know, he bought Paul Pogba for, for Man United. That's a signing that just didn't really seem to... It, it kind of made sense at the time, but he didn't perform. Mourinho just couldn't seem to to make him work in the team. There's just a lot of players that he's managed in the last few years that he just hasn't looked like he's been able to to get the best out of uh, so I, I guess in, in that sense Tom we'll, we'll talk about Bayern in, in just a second uh, just before we move on do you think Guardiola is a little bit underrated as, as a manager?
1: Uh, not at all um, I think he's had some all fantastic teams that he's had I don't think he's ever been underrated um, in some aspects I do believe he's he's been slightly overrated um, his time at Man City I think if they win you know the FA Cup Oh well, they're still in, aren't they? The FA Cup, at C No, no, they, yeah, they did get knocked out. That's the thing. Yeah, if they win the triple this season, um, or if if they win the Premier League and League Cup and don't win the Champions League, it's an unsuccessful season. The only thing Pep Guardiola needs to do now at City is win the Champions League, and it's been so elusive.
2: But he couldn't win it with Bayern Munich as well. But Pep Guardiola hasn't won the Champions League without Messi in his team, mm.
1: and it's it it begs the question why. <clears throat> Have you failed so many times to do it?
2: But but there's been loads of teams that have spent money and haven't had the success. But this is the main
1: main thing he was brought in to win. They won the Premier League. They won the League Cup. They've won the FA Cup. The one thing City fans wanted him in for was the Champions League victory and his seasons in, season out at the club. He hasn't done that.
2: I know, but then, then you say, you know, Manchester United, they brought in David Moyes to. Lead yeah, them to, he, the, to the but he world. was there
1: very, yeah. He was, he was there. I think United fans didn't realize the pitiful state their squad was in, but um,
2: Van Gaal as well. They brought him in to win a
1: championship. I mean, League. I think, I think that was maybe a little bit different, more so to steady the ship that David Moyes had rocked. Yeah, um, I don't think he was. Do you think David into... Moyes
0: rocked it, or did Sir
1: Alex Ferguson? rock uh, Well,
2: Sir Alex Ferguson rocked it.
1: I've I think it's a very good point, Um, but going back to that pitiful side that they did have, you know, they had Sir Alex Ferguson that won a Premier League and I think fans thought, well, we're a Premier League winning side, we should be challenging for Champions Leagues and, you know, you can't do that with the squad that they were left with.
2: No, he was just an incredible tactician, Mm. Sir Alex Mm. Ferguson.
1: Um, So, yeah, I don't, I I do think maybe my rock the boat analogy maybe have been slightly sloppy, but the (laughs) point, the point remains is that United the the team they haven't been wanting to challenge for a Champions League for for a long time now they don't, they have not had the form and consistency to go with that
2: I mean they're on the Europa League under Jose didn't they
0: but who cares I, I know you'd but much rather make a last yeah but is, is it not still a European competition that's it's it's winning? European it's, cup. It's, yeah
1: but it's not Champions League why should I think it's a Awful excuse if you're a club like Manchester United and you celebrate a Europa League victory. Oh yeah, no,
2: no, Manchester United. Anybody, yeah,
1: it's, you know, if of course you won it, you were against AFC Young Boys. But from you can't Northern take away. Is that is,
0: is that entirely fair though? Because for example, Angus, we saw Liverpool beat Dortmund a few years ago. That was one of the most emotional nights I've ever seen uh, at Anfield. Uh, it, it is is. I guess is Guardiola underrated? Is the Europa League a little bit underrated in that sense? Because there is there is passion that comes with winning it.
3: Yeah, I think I think when United won it they had already they'd been knocked out of the Champions League group stages. Uh
0: yes, I believe yes. so
3: yes. Yeah. So in a way it was i got to agree with Tom's point. They're celebrating what should have been Champions League and they ended up with Europa celebrating.
1: League. Essentially, Europa League wins are your failure in a Champions League. <laughs> Liverpool was slightly different in that respect because they, they started in the Europa League and got to that point. But the fact remains, I wouldn't celebrate the Europa League win. I'd celebrate getting into a Champions League because of it.
2: But you can't take away from Sevilla six trophies, three in a
0: row. It's a
1: fantastic consistency, but I'm sure every time if you say, well, would you rather stay in the Champions League or win Europa League every time round of 16 I think the thing that goes
0: against Sevilla is that the reason they won the Europa League so many times is because they couldn't hack it in the Champions League yeah they're
1: not good if you're not the Europa League is basically saying to you you're not good enough for Europe's elite and that's why why it shouldn't be celebrated but then they're
2: changing the Europa League aren't they they're covering less teams
1: which means the teams in it will be the better teams but they're still not Champions League though they're still not Champions League teams they're still the teams that are not good enough for the top elite teams of Europe on, yeah, on, he, that,
0: he, on he, that basis then what do you think about this conference league
1: That's I, get, I like. think it's awful I think you were forcing more teams in, the only beneficiary of this really is UEFA and it's it's poor that teams now like like Burnley a couple of seasons ago would have qualified for, they don't have the strength and depth on their side for that they don't have the strength and depth for a team to play Thursday's and Saturdays or Sundays, whenever the league schedule, three games a week, they don't have the squad depth to do that. Especially Challenge, and what they want is to field your strongest team all of the time. You can't do that with a Burnley
0: squad. And Jake, that feels to me like it's a, a slightly more discreet Super League. In, in, in a way, it's, 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 it's kind, of, kind of that idea, but it's, it's a lot more discreet now.
2: In a way it is, but I suppose... The, I think the thing about the Conference League is it's not supposed to be for Europe's elite. It's supposed to be for... Yeah, but as,
0: as Tom says, though... It's just celebrating. It, it, it just leaves now... depleted squads, yeah, doesn't yeah. it?
2: Yeah, I know, but like, if you've got a team in Portugal, is, say Braga, say they finish, what, fourth in the uh, Liga Nos, they're not going to qualify... If they get into the Champions League, the qualification, they won't, go, they won't get any further than the second round. The Europa League, yeah, they might get to the group stages, but then they get to the Conference League and they think, this is a trophy we can actually win. I mean, as as a fan of someone like Reading, if we got into the the Conference League, I'd be buzzing. But obviously, you two being Liverpool fans, you think it's it's not the Champions League, so it's rubbish. This
1: is what I mean. The only yeah, but you wouldn't celebrate the trophy; you'd celebrate that you can go further. No, that you no, go... no,
2: that's not true. If I was a Reading fan and we won the the but Conference then you're celebrating League, celebrating
1: a trophy that that's basically you know it's it's like I, so same as winning the Championship. You win Championship, brilliant, because now I can play in the Premier League. Yeah,
2: but the thing is think how much money liverpool have compared to reading
1: yeah but it's not even about them because again my point remains is now you're going to make more money by going into the next competition yeah but the thing is your squad depth is a lot
2: bigger than reading and i've
1: I've made this point about burnley and that it's not fair for them to go in to travel to russia every week yeah
2: i know but if they got into the conference league and won it i wouldn't care that we were in the europa league the next season obviously i would be happy i would be more buzzing that we've won a trophy
1: but it's a trophy. It's it's an amateur. It's basically a lesser form of of the top prize that you yeah, can but win. So Why you're saying say, that Okay.
2: Say back? Plymouth Argyle got there. Would you be happy if Plymouth Argyle got there
0: and won that?
1: I'd be happy that then we can go for a bigger
0: competition. Yes. So you're saying that for a team of that caliber, it's not. An I mean, for a league,
1: I mean, for League One, I think it's taking a bit out of context then to say, right, oh, let's put, uh, say, my local team, Exmoor Rangers. Say if they get won the Exmoor, you know, I think that's taking. I think the. Teams that are competing. In there. <laughs> this is great banter. I think the teams <laughs> really that are is. competing in there are not going to be Plymouth Argyle. So the, that fact is then irrelevant because the, you know it's such a hypothetical that it doesn't make sense. The teams that are going to compete in there are the teams like Burnley, teams like Wolves that suffered at the early part of the season from competing in the Europa League and they didn't have the squad depth to do so. So I think it's those teams and those hypotheticals that can actually. Work and actually make
0: sense. So you suggesting then for for a team of that caliber, it's not an achievement to win the Conference League.
1: It's an achievement to get into the further. It, the trophy itself means nothing. The how,
0: is, itself how is means it
2: an achievement how to
1: get into the
0: Europa League? Because then it's more money. Then
1: you're representing your club at a bigger stage, at a much bigger, you know, exposure. rate yeah, but you've yeah, but just the, you've
2: just said the Europa League isn't the Champions League. So why would you yeah, celebrate but, getting but into from the Europa pro, League? But then? from
1: a progress of the Conference to it's a step up. So then surely, I mean, so then surely a from up. a
0: progressive standpoint, that is a European trophy.
1: What I mean by a European
0: trophy—it's—it's—it's
1: a European trophy at the lowest form. It's still so a European would, trophy. You wouldn't though, celebrate, you, yeah, but you wouldn't celebrate the trophy because I it's would. like it's like oh well, then it goes for everyone else that oh everyone who participated in the group stage of the Europa League would essentially win the Conference League because it's a lesser competition because they could walk into that and win it. You say Real that. Madrid, so so Real Madrid win every celebrate for not being in the Conference League because they just win it every
0: season. Angus, do you reckon a second division side would be happy to win the Conference League? Uh, definitely. I, I mean, think it's uh, I think it's a relevant argument.
3: I think. I, Going on what Tom's just said about Europa League teams being knocked out in the group stages, for, I guess, the Conference League is allowing uh, other leagues, teams, like, like Ukraine and... Portugal. What, Portugal? Portugal's yeah, Portugal. They're, if they, they're they struggling, if they win their league and they're guaranteed entry in just to the Conference League, that's quite an effort for them, where they might not be guaranteed into the Europa League or the Champions League. They have to do all these pre-emptive matches that start pretty much the week after the final. But then, if Seville get knocked out in the Europa League group stages and then go into the conference, teams that have won their league and are like the best in their country are going to get, play this like Spanish giant. And it's a bit unfair. It possibly needs to rework. And also the um, cup matches, like EFL Cup.
2: I think the uh, EFL Cup is pointless. There's no point in having two cup Don't competitions you
3: get into in this the, country. We have, like, we have more the, cause we have the You get into the team Europa team League
0: well. if if you win that competition, um, which I think is going to remain the same as I well. Thought, I thought it was the Conference the, League. I thought it's Europa League for the FA Cup and then Conference League yeah, for the Yeah, the, the Conference EFL League part. hasn't been extremely well laid out, but. Um, Yeah, so obviously uh, the plan for the Conference League is for seven teams to be in it. And of course, that doesn't necessarily just take league position into account. It could take into account the fact that certain teams finish higher up. But because of other competitions such as the FA Cup and the Europa League being won, uh, that could mean that those teams slot into the Conference League as well. Um, Right. European football, of course, doesn't just see Chelsea and Real Madrid. This week, Manchester City and PSG are stepping out onto the field. Uh, These are two sides, Tom, that have a bit of a history of bottling Europe when they get to this kind of stage of the competition. Do you see either of these two winning the Champions League? Because, of course, one of them is going to get to the final.
1: Um, I do. I I think the winner of uh, uh, of this clash will go on to win the competition. I think these are the two strongest sides left in the competition. Um, I think PSG have been fantastic they, I mean they've knocked out current holders under Poch they they look fantastic, maybe league form um, slightly doesn't paint the best picture in terms of previous outings in the league whitewashing it and going forward and um, and winning it with no questions asked but I think in the Champions League the, all the performances they're putting up they look so lethal Angel Di Maria, Neymar and um, Mbappe especially have looked so potent going forward um, do I think City have enough to go through? Of course I do. Um, I think any team could go through on this one, but I think PSG uh, will look to seal the job that they couldn't complete last season.
0: Ligue 1 was touched on a few minutes ago. Um, Ligue 1's been a lot tighter this season than we've seen in recent years. Uh, Jake, would you say that that's more because... Of other teams in France stepping up their game, or is that just because PSG generally have struggled this season in, I in France? I think it's
2: an underperforming PSG. Um, league one is is not a good league. Like let's be real, it's it's not. There are some good good players in it. Like Bamba's come out of it. Um, Falcao came out of it. James Rodriguez came out of it. But that's all from Monaco. Monaco won the league. However many years ago now 2016 Yeah but when was the last time a team that Wasn't Monaco or PSG won the league I mean it's the same as the Bundesliga as well um, And to an extent La Liga but, La Liga yeah But, th- but then again um, Only how many In the last 10 years in the Premier League Only what four teams have won it I think
0: Yeah it's become a lot less competitive Obviously City, Liverpool um, In the last four years um, have then won it
2: United and Leicester Oh, Chelsea won it. I think. It uh, yeah, week, Ch- right.
0: Chelsea twenty seventeen, Leicester twenty sixteen. Um, so that was two consecutive years. Um, Leicester was a fluke. Though, it, it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Leicester was a fluke. Uh, yeah. It was, but I think that's still a sign that the Premier League is is a more competitive league. Would you say, Tom? Um, I think that
1: I think the Leicester win was a great testament of the earlier point of consistency. In that, in a league where everyone else can't string two wins together, Leicester were just winning games week in week out. Um, as terms of competitiveness. I think even the Premier League is seeing that um, one team is now dominating it, and you know I can't remember the last real great. Well, I suppose City, Liverpool, back two years ago would have been the last great title race, but before that, before you know, that it was 2013, really. Yeah, it's it's been it's been really hard to come by for a great title race. More more so focusing on top fours and relegations, but um, even this season relegation seems to be done and dusted yeah. already. It's, Could- even when
2: Leicester in the Premier League, they won it by ten points. Mm. It's not like they won it, you know, close. Yeah. City are ten points clear now. Liverpool won the league by what, twenty five points? Yeah, out. Yeah. I don't well, know how many it that, was. In the won end. that
1: at the earliest possible like game game week? They won it. They set the record for the yeah. earliest game week.
0: Yeah, won so it. The, Which the is the prim- ironic because it was also the latest technically mm, in terms yeah. of the actual time yes, of the season.
2: <laughs> the Premier League ha- is, has become less and less competitive um, for the title race, but for top four positions and just in general it is competitive there's no denying that because obviously what newcastle got a draw with liverpool the other day newcastle are uh, newcastle are 16th in the league at the moment yes liverpool are in great form but still that's still a good result for newcastle
1: <laughs> i do think it's 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 hard now i think teams are getting so strong and the gap of wealth and the gap of squad depth have really shown in and especially the last five years, teams like City, Chelsea, United, Liverpool, got have got the squad depth. Their wealth can afford that squad depth. But then you come against Burnleys and, and Fulham's, who've got their first eleven, and one injury is is a massive deal for them.
0: Yeah, um, Angus. Obviously, we talk about the competitiveness of the Premier League and, and of League One. Does it matter? Because it's the Champions League semi-final, I guess it, it it's two games where league form really does not come into it at all.
3: I think um, at this stage in the season, PSG, uh, especially in other years, PSG usually, like Tom says, bottle it because, and it's to an extent, say with Man City. Recently, they've they've both you know clear grips on their um, respective uh, domestic leagues. But for PSG, they might have an advantage over City in the fact they're still in a fight against Lille, against Monaco for their title, so they might be more on it. But Guardiola's side is you frequent. I mean, Guardiola's side's going to be very disciplined, and uh, PSG have only drawn three games, and they've lost eight games this season. So
2: You could use that argument on the other hand, though. You know, PSG is still in a title fight, which means they have to fight on two fronts, whereas Man City, 10 points clear. They oh, yeah. they can rest some of their players in the in the league and think right we put it all out there on Tuesday and Wednesday yeah
3: Man City but, with the money
0: that's been put that into starts. these two sides though you would think that shouldn't matter because, oh, no, it, it because shouldn't, Manchester City should have a Premier League team oh, and a Champions League team really with the amount of money they spend on well, the players well, they do really don't they yeah yeah so I, I mean really to an extent there's there's no excuses right for, for for either of these two to not have won the Champions League to to this point. Would I mean, you say, Tom?
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I think with the spending um, and the facilities that they've had at hand, definitely one of these teams sh- should have won the Champions League by now. And through faults of their own, through consistency, um, that hasn't been the case. Um, City especially, they last season was their chance, I think. Um, and, and they didn't take it. And I think, you know, that's the one trophy that they want to win. And... Um, I think it will mean massive to to both sets of fans. The winner of this clash will give the confidence to finally see the do- job that both managers have been putting there to do.
0: One player that's come into my mind in all of this is Sergio Aguero because there is still a conversation about where he's going to be next season. Um, he, of course, his goal in 2010 surely would have been to win the Champions League with Manchester City. If he doesn't do that this season, do you think he'll stay in Europe or will he go back to Argentina, which is also what's being speculated? I hope he doesn't.
1: I hope he does stay in Europe. He's a fantastic talent um, and it's been a bit of a shame not to see him very much this season. Um, So yeah, I do hope he he finds himself in a European team and still plays at the top, which he's very well capable of.
0: He's Um, being linked to Barcelona, Jake.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I reckon if he wins the Champions League this season, he'll go to a club like Barcelona because he knows that Barcelona realistically don't have a chance to win the Champions League. But if they don't, He'll go to a team that has a more likely chance, like a PSG, say, or even if Bayern were going to sign him, or whatever, um, he'd go to a team that have a more likely chance of winning the Champions League. So, do you think he'll stay in Europe either way? Then I think he'll stay in Europe either way because he's not he's not exactly old old is he? How how old is he? He's like thirty three. Thirty three, I, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, which is the same age as Messi. And um, if he wins it, he'll go to a lesser elite. European team say a lesser team I mean Barcelona aren't a lesser team by any stretch of the imagination um, I'd love to see him at Barcelona I think his partnership with Messi would be would be brilliant because he gets on very well with Messi
1: As considering if Messi stays
2: mm. well, I think he, he looks happier though, doesn't yeah. he yeah. He, looks he looks a lot better. happier I think Laporta's done his job which is what what you know the fans got him in to do was to keep Messi and I think, I think he's managed to do that because if you look at the start of the season Messi's attitude on the pitch and just his facial expressions in games was just it was awful but then recently in the last you 10-12 know, weeks he has been, he's been on fire he's been scoring so much he's been celebrating with his teammates, which is what he didn't do uh, Griezmann scored a brilliant goal the other day um, and Messi was the first person to jump into his hands which at the
0: start of the season he wouldn't have done whatsoever so, Angus Jake says that Barca aren't a lesser team anymore. I'm not going to try and suggest that they are, but with their form in the last couple of years, with the 8-2 defeat by Munich, uh, do they do they start being considered a lesser team now? Oh no, I think they're a lesser team, but
2: in terms of reputation, mm. they're a, they're they're still up there as one of the biggest teams in Europe. But then you you speak about Leeds mm. sometimes. But they're not they're not a big club. Yeah, but Barcelona no. are still winning the La Liga, and the Copa del Rey. What? Leeds, what their ninth place in the league I think for the first that, time in sixteen years.
1: It's sort of that fear factor, isn't it? You know, you go to you, you used to go to Barcelona and fear what how you know you'd almost go into those ties as damage control from the offset. Um, I think that's a little voice break in there for you, but also <laughs> um, a. A thing that spreads to a lot of teams, you know, Liverpool this season, Anfield, the fortress, collapsed by um, Burnley, was it? Was it Burnley who who collapsed it or Brighton? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Burnley. Either way, it's not good. (laughs) It was Burnley first and then Brighton right afterwards. You know, that fear factor going to Anfield now, teams feel like they can get points. And I think that's similar to Barcelona. You get tied against Barcelona. It's not to say that they can't go all the way, It's, it's to say that, you know, You're less scared now. You feel more confident going out. You've seen um, Romers and Liverpool's come down from deficits and know that the mentality there is not what it used to be. So I think in that respect.
2: I think that has something to do with the leadership of the club, though. In the last couple of years, since Laporta came in in 2014 the the the, the, mo- the morale and mentality of the club has just gone downhill but i think bringing in this new president has done them a world of good because the first game he they played after laporta was brought in was the psg game which if messi hadn't have missed that penalty i think they would have gone on to win the tie but obviously they didn't so my I, man had will yeah, should be a exactly <laughs> yeah if buts and maybes but um <laughs> I do absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do if do absolutes. Fantastic. Um, I don't know. I feel like Barca are a team who are back on the rise. I could be proven wrong completely.
1: No, no, I agree. But, I agree.
2: But they won. They won the Copa del Rey last weekend, two weekends ago. I think it was. Which is they. This first time they've won that in three years. Which they were winning every season before. Um. They they just looked a different class against against some of the, the teams that they were struggling against last season. I, I think I think they're back on the rise, but there's still a long long way to go. I think what's don't get me wrong. Gonna,
1: what's going to be nervous is is Messi going on to ventures new? Oh yeah, I if, if that, Messi
2: leaves, it could collapse a club. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it's it's nervous to even see it from an uh, outside of the box looking in. Um, so I can't imagine how that's sort of affecting. Both players, managers, fans, all of that—that that a club built for the last fifteen years around one player. That player is now going to move on. So,
2: because um, eventually it's going to happen. Yes,
1: one one day that will come and out.
2: They, they need to have another player there. I mean, they've got Ansu Ansufati, but he's injured at the moment. But he is looking like he's going to be very, very good if he can keep, if he can keep on how he was playing
0: at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, one club that Messi's been linked to is, of course, one of the teams that, that plays tomorrow night, Manchester City. Uh, if he does join City, this is obviously hypothetical at this stage. Is that dependent on whether City win the Champions League this season, or, or do you think he would be tempted anyway? I think he might be tempted anyway, just because of
2: Pep. But obviously, the the thought's going to be there: like, hmm, can this team actually win the Champions League? I
3: mean, he's been uh linked PSG as well has any the Sh- Neymar him and Neymar are best buds and he he said he wants to play with Neymar again
0: uh, i don't, I, I don't I mean there's also been yeah. links of Neymar going back to barcelona yeah. I, yeah. Was I was going to say really i know.
2: don't think he'll play with Neymar at PSG yeah because just... PSG i don't think is his his i don't i don't know i don't think it's his type of club i don't think man city is either really but i think man city's the more likely one because it's england and it's Pep Guardiola.
3: Yeah, I mean, he'd have probably seen Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid and going to Juve and not... You know, Ronaldo's aura at Real Madrid. He, yeah, he played for United beforehand, but was quite big. He was Real Madrid's main player for many years.
2: He was Mr Real Madrid, Mr and, Champions League.
3: And Messi has always been Mr Barcelona. So, Hasn't I mean,
2: always will be. <laughs> blight, let's be real.
3: Yeah, but I don't, I don't... It probably isn't a massive issue for him, seeing Ronaldo go to Juventus and... You know, Ronaldo's not exactly turned Juventus' fortunes uh, around. I was going
2: to say it's not like Juve were struggling, but this season they are,
3: mm. and they've not done well in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah exactly. So,
0: so it, it, is that a sort of Ronaldo-Messi effect, where a team becomes too dependent on on one player? Is that the reason Barca need to find a way very soon to move on from from Lionel Messi, for example?
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: They've struggled. They both. Well, both teams well have and will um, Real Madrid of course struggle without Ronaldo and I'm sure Barcelona will struggle without Messi for a couple of seasons I think um, PSG
2: will struggle if Mbappe leaves well
1: yes it, it's you know you say it about any any team you get rid of their best player you get rid
2: of Danny Inks Southampton you, are in the mud say, yeah, Southampton Bruno, Bruno, would
3: be relegated if Danny Inks yeah, had yeah. gone yeah.
1: exactly Bruno Fernandes again you get rid of best You know, Band-Aid. Liverpool fans want to use that as an excuse but Virgil van Dijk um, even sure. though there's a lot that goes into that discussion of whether it is Van Dyke or, or finishing,
3: Van Dyke and Henderson. I mean, when mm.
1: Henderson's
2: not played, I little, think it's Van Dyke, Henderson, the lack of front three being yeah, able to finish again.
1: <laughs> Having City a couple of years ago, Laporte, uh, Guardiola cited that as as why they couldn't challenge. There's the top players at every club. You know, you take them out, club's going to suffer. Oh end. yeah, hundred percent. And top I think when you take the best players out of in in the world best players in the world out of their respective clubs it's an even bigger bigger effect
0: of course uh, Bayern Munich were knocked out by PSG for for Paris Saint-Germain to get to this stage without Lewandowski
2: might I add Without, without, without
0: Lewandowski, but they do now have Julian Nagelsmann next season. Uh, he's been appointed as their boss to replace Hanji Flick. Uh, of course, a lot of people speculated that he would join Tottenham after Jose Mourinho's sacking. It now looks quite likely that Ryan Mason will stay in charge of the North London club. Uh, anyone surprised by Nagelsmann taking over at, at Bayern? I mean, first of all, obviously, I think I'm quite surprised at Flick leaving Bayern so suddenly. He's very young, isn't he? Nagel, Nagelsmann.
2: Nagelsmann, well yeah, he's only 33 Yeah, yeah. That's my... um, I'm not surprised by Flick leaving Bayern or Nagelsmann going there, Flick has always said he wants to um, manage the German national team, which surprise, surprise, Joachim Lowe isn't going to be there anymore, so that's the obvious movement there and then uh, Bayern have just done what they've done for the last 10 years if there's a good good person at a club we're going to take them in the Bundesliga <laughs> I mean, they're doing it with Makano from Leipzig. I see you're playing
1: well at Dortmund. Let me just buy you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, essentially, yeah. Well, they've done it with Makano at RB Leipzig. They're like, oh, he's good. Let's have him.
1: Hummels. Hummels, yeah. Lewandowski. Goetzer. Yeah, a lot of them. Royce is the only one that stayed loyal. We love Royce. (laughs) And your Weetabix legs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Is that... um... I, I don't know. It, it's weird, isn't it? Because, for example, if, if a t if a if a player switched between Liverpool and Man United, he'd be slaughtered for that. Michael but Owen. it kind of just Michael Owen, no, for no example. No
1: player has ever done the direct switch.
0: No, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael the Owen didn't of. even make that direct switch, and he mm. got slaughtered for yeah. it. So to 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 make that direct move in Germany, why is that not frowned upon like like it is in in England? I guess it, it's a different culture, but it's
3: much friendlier very- in Germany, aren't they? <laughs> the Germans are very nice people. They started
1: two wars, but they're very nice people. I mean, you got the English English football fans. Yeah, every are,
2: um, opinion is of their own person, by the way. I just yeah, might we're, not, well.
0: we're not we're not going to get into that. Yeah, there's not right an opinion now. that they
3: started two wars. That's just facts.
2: Uh, um I would look, <laughs> let's that, like move, let's, yeah, move let's move let's move away. We're war moving wars. swiftly on.
3: <laughs> kind of slightly just proves my point about uh, German football fans and English football fans.
2: Uh, I, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, it just seems to be the ethos; no one really cares who goes where because buying another big club, <laughs> essentially.
0: How do we think Nagelsmann going to perform at at Bayern Munich?
2: As every other Bayern Munich manager does, they'll win the league by ten points. Didn't
0: what if he What if he doesn't? Is Is he out after his first season? Would you say? Uh, you, you could argue it. I don't know, but uh,
2: I'd Ooh. be I'd be amazed if he doesn't put it that way. Mm.
1: Um, it'll be hard for him to stay in a job. If he, you know, I, I guess it also depends on his other competitions and like other competitions. I mean, directly the Champions League. Um, but you know, you're expected to have success there, and if you don't get that, you're not going to stay too long without uh, without a trophy in the cabinet. I
2: suppose could you will, will Andrea Pirlo go because you they aren't going to win the league. Wow, well, they might not even qualify for Europe this season. Yeah, it's not the Champions League Day
1: Fantastic showing from him. It's, it's a, it's he a was thrown into that. Job another example thrown. of a player turn manager put into a job too soon. This is what Thierry Liverpool. Henry. Yeah, Liverpool fans are worried if when Klopp goes, Gerrard will be thrown in. Lampard at Chelsea, you know they do well somewhere and then they just get thrown in. Don't Lamp- do Gary yeah. Neville. Yeah, at Valencia. D- Derby's a yeah.
2: different, different animal mm. to Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah,
3: Lampard wasn't. You know, I mean Rangers is. Not on the level of Derby winning by like, quite so much. It's got to be good for them, Lam- good for uh, mm, it's, it's Even if it was down to more Celtic being quite poor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You can't deny. I mean, Lampard the same at Derby did a fantastic job there. Gerard's done a fantastic job at Rangers winning their first title in however long. Um, but it's, it's, forever, the, it's the same. It's different beast. The SPL was such a different. Uh, Beast to what the Premier League is.
3: I would love to see the S- SPL teams come down. You know.
1: Well, do you think they would survive?
0: No, I I think they would survive relegation. Yeah, yeah, but that, no, I think they... Rangers
1: wouldn't. I don't think Rangers really? would. No, I think they. I think and Celtic would definitely be down sixteenth, seventeenth, definitely fighting for every point they could.
3: Um, it would be it'd be in, it, interesting even if it was just for
1: a season. But then it, you also think, well, what if they also had the money? That could go in because Celtic have a huge following, of course. Um, you know, there's brand potential there that they don't get in the in the Scottish Premier League that they would in the Park or not Barclay but the the Premier League now. So, if you're taking that into account, the money that they then get in, and then food, it, it would
0: still take several years, though, to develop a team though right? Yeah,
1: it would, and. You know, you could say the same for teams like Newcastle, who do have that following Leeds, who have that following, who, you know, have struggled. And um, I think Celtic would definitely be one of those who get that those numbers in, but but struggle.
0: It is quite a tough time for Nagosman to go to, to Bayern right now. Lewandowski, obviously, he's not going to have too many years left. He's suffering with injuries now. David Alaba is going to go to Real Madrid this summer as well. Um, so if he doesn't win the win the Bundesliga next season, obviously, you know he's got those, I, I guess, excuses. But at the same time, he's got a pretty big piggy bank as well to to yeah, use in the you, summer. You
2: say that, but as I just said, up going there as you know, as a replacement for Alaba. So yeah. you know, and it's not like you know Lewandowski's got a few years left on him, but you know, there's, there's there's other Bundesliga talents that they're probably gonna snipe anyway, so I mean yeah, as you as you said, the money the money they've got to not win the league with the money they've got would be a criminal offence in, in Munich.
0: <laughs> uh Let's just move to the Premier League. Of course, Leicester won by two goals to one last night against Crystal Palace. Uh, Jake's devastated about that. Um, Brendan Rodgers says that Leicester actually can catch Manchester United by the end of the season. Main question from that, can Leicester actually catch Manchester United? It's it's
1: all about consistency, isn't it? It's it's just who's going to be more consistent come the um, end of the season, I think. United need to slip up for Leicester to catch them but um, yeah, it's just consistency I think maybe it will go through the minds of towards back end of seasons. Rodgers has dropped points um, most notably with Leicester going into the Europa League rather than Champions League and of course that 2013-14 season with Liverpool Um, but this season does look like he is seeing it out as strong as possible Um, I haven't seen their two run-ins Um, Uh,
2: I was just about to say. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Um, So they've got to play Roma twice in the Europa League, which is not going to be easy. Uh, They've still got to play Liverpool on Sunday, Saturday, whichever it is. They've got to play Leicester, so that's going to be a crucial game. And they've got to play Wolves, but Wolves aren't obviously in great form this season.
0: Still,
1: not one to be uh, overlooking on, um, and we'll just put up the uh, Leicester ones. But from United, you know, they're battling on two... Different countries, two different uh, cup competitions. It's going to be hard for them to get all of the maximum points that they can in the Premier League. Um, do we have the Leicester? So, runner?
2: oh, Leicester have got they've got a hard running. They've got Tottenham, uh, Chelsea twice, once in the FA Cup. i think United.
3: Might be rescheduled because uh, it's on the same day. Unless I they... think it's.
2: I think it's being played on something like the Tuesday afterwards or something yeah. like that. Uh, Southampton, uh, which is in on, on Friday. Newcastle, who are not in great form. But then their last three games, I think it is, is United, Chelsea and Tottenham, which is mm. obviously, you know... A huge run-in. Yeah, for, it's, uh, a, it's a huge run-in for both teams, really. Yeah. So I think it's just on who makes the least amount of mistakes. Mm.
0: Angus, do you reckon previous seasons are going to affect the Leicester squad. Obviously Tom's touched upon what happened last season when they looked a dead cert for the Champions League and then they ended up down in fifth and of course the, the, the title well, what was nearly the title season with Liverpool slipping away quite literally um, do, do you reckon that is something that will play on, Seven years on, on their today. minds in, in this run-in towards the end of the season?
3: I think Leicester have already had that down they, they were looking quite good at the top like they could challenge even for the title um, and they've had a poor run of form. Come January, February, I think it was. Uh, those last three games are going to be difficult, and with the extra game of the cup, which is, uh, it could, yeah. Like Jake said, the last game with, against Tottenham, I think they'll. I think Leicester might just be fighting for a Champions League spot. Um, but they are—they're comfortable in third. So, uh, a Champions when, when League spot they, they might
2: not get.
0: I think yeah.
2: Leicester
3: should. They'll finish top four well like fourth say, place
2: they... might not be enough
0: weren't they weren't they pretty comfortable last season though because because they looked it
2: they uh the the points tally they have now was the same points tally they had at the end of last season mm. so they are you know essentially 15 points roughly That's, as roger
1: said you know they're, they're gonna try and build on that now um,
2: yeah so yeah. they've they've equaled their points tally of last season which which is which is obviously a good going yeah. So.
1: It always shows progression. Like like Roger said, it's building upon, right, we made, we had however many points last season, we're going to try and get more than that, which they look dead set on. You wouldn't bet them against them losing all five of the last games. But again, I, I think it comes down to that consistency and, and who can be the most consistent. Um, do I think they'll go ahead of United? I don't think they will. I think it requires too much of Leicester to both stay consistent and United to both. Uh, to drop points as well, so I think I think those first, second, and third are pretty much built in, and it's just
0: that fourth space. Do United at this stage uh, have to put all their eggs in one basket, or do you reckon, as you said earlier, a club of United stature, the money that that club naturally has, being how historic it is? You know they should be able to handle both the Europa League and the Premier League from from here on out. But do you reckon they will put more focus either on the Europa League or or the Premier League? Uh,
2: I don't think so because um, they're currently twelve points clear of fifth place, so they only need to win one more game, and then they've pretty much you know got it certain. So they'll focus on. I mean, regardless of you know if they don't win or don't get top four and win Europa League, that's. uh, is the Champions League anyway, isn't it? So they're, they're, they'd be doing very well not to qualify for the Champions League, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, put all their eggs in one basket. Well, you know, they pretty much seal the top four for Premier League. And Roma, difficult side, but you'd expect United to beat them. So... It's, you know, I think it's a bit different when you compare it to, like, Chelsea, who really do have to decide whether they want to put, go all in Champions League or or focus on the uh, top four. So I think United are pretty safe in, in whatever they want to do going into the back end of the season.
0: And as you touched on the earlier question, United, uh, they, they are a side that shouldn't really be in the Europa League. No, you know, they, they, they they should be in the Champions League. Um so in, in many respects, the side that they are with the money they've spent, they, they shouldn't really be in any sort of position where they're having to, to focus on... Well, they on, had on nine like,
1: points out of three games in the Champions League and then they lost the next three and then got knocked out. So if they did win the Europa League, I don't think, again, they should be celebrating that. It's, it's more of a, a hallmark of their failure in the Champions League. But again, Europa League is a definite Champions League spot. Um, you know, it's a trophy, um, which some players might like in terms of mentality, in that retrospect. But um, yeah, it's but you say
2: about you know the money and stuff. But there are six teams that have money trying to fight for four places. But then you you know that's not including Leicester and West Ham, who shouldn't be where they are realistically if you're included, if you're going on a monetary base. So I mean that that's probably why you know the Premier League's widely regarded as one of the best leagues so or the best league because of how tight it is, how many people can can qualify mm. um, yeah,
1: i think it, yeah like you said the the season goes by, and a lot of um or hitches or obstacles in the works, uh, spanners in the works, that's the, that's the terminology I was hoping to use. comes up for a lot of big teams when they go against smaller ones, you know, Man City, uh, Norwich, they, they got beaten by them.
2: I think they right. get complacent, is what they do. Yes,
1: as well. Um, you know, Liverpool had that this season when they think they, they, at times they were playing like they'd already won. And they're playing like they deserve to win, when, when that's not the fact. But, yeah... It, it, that sort of aspect of the Premier League makes it so so good to watch um, and even better when fans come back.
0: Yeah, Liverpool, of course, uh, are in a position where their European hopes next season are sort of dangling by a thread. Um, six into one don't go. Obviously, Arsenal in 10th, but they are potentially on to win the Europa League if they navigate Valencia and then, of course, uh, winning the final as well. Um, before we move on, to our last topic of today's podcast. Who do you think which four teams will be in at the Champions League? So we're pretty certain City and United are in there. What about those last two spots?
1: It's it's difficult, isn't it? You know, we've seen City, you know, City aren't gonna fail from there. United, I think, are stuck in second and Leicester, I think, are gathering third. So it really is that battle between Liverpool West Ham and Chelsea I don't think I'm not going to include tottenham in there um I think they've got, got so much going on at their club at the moment that, that um I f- can't see them gathering the consistency necessary to get into there so
3: Everton are in for a shout they're in a game they've yeah game, a game in hand, hand of course which yeah put some above Liverpool and uh, if they win six nil uh, seven nil above West Ham
1: mm, Ever- yeah of course Everton can't be discounted there um, but it depends on everton's game in hand it's yeah, obviously doesn't it um so in terms of that, I'm I'm gonna say Chelsea. I I think with the way Tuchel's going at the moment, I think he keeps that spot. I think he keeps his consistency in the league and Champions League and um, sees out the competition from West Ham, Liverpool or Everton.
0: So you're saying City United Chelsea As it is, and, as, okay, it is. as it is right now. Yeah. Okay. Angus, what do you reckon?
3: Um oh it's a tricky one. Looking at the table. I mean, Chelsea have got an FA Cup. They've got—they're still in the Champions League as well, so they've got a lot of extra matches more than anyone else, barring City. Or uh, well, and, Leicester, and Leicester's, Leicester's safe. Uh, Liverpool should already be in top four. They shouldn't have dropped out of it. Um, their form's been pretty terrible, but they might—a a season in the Europa League might be good for them. But I think the only team there that can push is West Ham. I think West Ham might clinch it.
2: I think West Ham have bottled it now, personally. Okay. They've lost their last two games.
0: Mm. Um, it's, it's going to be tight, isn't it? It is, way?
2: it's going to be tight. Um, I'm probably on the same same level as Tom here. Yeah, Probably just as they are. Um, I, I, I don't know whether Liverpool could do it.
1: It'll do it. It's the same. It's You want a Liverpool to turn out like they did last season and have a full steam ahead full metal football but we haven't seen that since since december really so from the way that you know as a liverpool fan i hope every week it changes and it doesn't um i see it the way it is
0: uh the other thing that's been in the news this week uh is concussion substitutions um, so, of course, former uh, footballer Chris Sutton um, played for Norwich and Celtic in his playing career. Um, he's always been quite vocal about this. His father also died um, with, uh, with, with, uh, with dementia. So uh, it's something that's very close um, to his heart. Why has it taken so long for anything to be done about concussions? Because, we, you know, we saw what happened to, to Raul Jimenez, for example, for Wolves. Brian Mason's just come into management. His playing career was ended um, because, because of a head injury. Why has it taken football so long to go down the rugby route of looking after head and uh, looking after players, looking after head injuries? Uh, why is football so far behind? Because football is scared of change. Always has been.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a good question, and I think you raise a good point there. In football, fans in general do not want to see change within the sport. Um, I also think it's a, a sport that doesn't necessarily need a lot of change. And yet it's getting some unnecessary ones like like VARB or, or, or the rules uh, as such getting unnecessary uh, tinkering with that makes it harder to be eligible. Um, in terms of head injuries, I think concussion substitutions are fantastic injury. You know, you shouldn't be penalised for having a, a player injured. So, um, But another point on this is, is heading as well and, and the damage that can do. Uh, especially to the brain in later life. Uh, I know Alan uh, Shearer had a documentary on BBC One about this. Same issue about players heading, and you see under tens weren't allowed to head the ball. So I think there's a lot of issues here uh, in terms of why it hasn't been brought up. I want to say the research maybe, but I think it's pretty clear that from from the eighties, if, if you're going to get hit in the head, it's it's not a good thing uh,
3: or clash in the air. So is is it um, as someone who's not Quite up to speed with the heading. Is it the heading of the football, or is it the risk of heading someone else's head when you go for a header more so than anything? Well, it's it's anything, isn't it? it? So
0: any impact with the head. Of course, heading the ball as many times as footballers do over the course of their career, that all accumulates and and has an impact. So it's any contact with the head um, Mm. that can can have an effect. I was going to touch on uh, under-10s as well because. John Terry has a different view to a lot of people I've heard where you know he's going to encourage his kids to, to go and head the ball when they're playing football. Uh, Jake, do you reckon kids at their level should be heading a ball?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: but no at the same time. Yes, if they're taught properly, because a lot of kids when they just head the ball, they just hit it with the top of their head and that's like kind of the worst place to hit it. Yeah. If you're going to hit it, you know, hit, head it properly. Um, but going back to the, the, the concussion substitutes, the concept of it is good at the moment, but it needs to be like rugby in the fact that if you go off, get a test for concussion and find that you don't have it, you should be able to come back on. But once this player goes off, he can't come back on.
1: I disagree with that personally. I think the um, same with injuries. and you know, If players go down... And it requires someone to kick the ball out. They should be taken off. It's, it's, or, or maybe not permanently, but you know, in in that respect, they should be um, taken off the pitch and then looked at, and then not been allowed to come back on until somebody says. Wait, well, yeah, that, that's that, you, that's
2: what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it, it's harsh on a player to be penalised when they've been injured. Like, mm. you know, if a player's been injured, the person and they've got to get treatment. They've got to go off and wait to be called back on. But the player who's caused the injury can stay on the pitch which is extremely unfair. Well,
1: sometimes it is 50-50 challenges One oh, players yeah, yeah. always going to come out worse. So you can't penalize because if both parties are going in and that's the risk of playing football at the end of the day, you know, you go out on that pitch and there is a risk that, you know, you're going to get hurt. So um,
2: yeah, but I still think, you know, if you've gone off like with a, con- a potential concussion and if you and you don't actually have concussion, then I think it's unfair on the on the player to have to stay off. When they don't actually have, than when they've been taken off for something they don't actually have. I, I think
1: it's unfair, but yet at the same time, it's better to be safe than sorry in that respect. Um,
2: I mean, it, it works in rugby. I don't I mm, see why I can't work like in football.
0: Is, is, is a that a debate that's been shrouded by the fact that there's so much play acting in football? Players go down to waste time sometimes. Mm, They're not always and injured.
1: Th- this is why I think, uh, you know, a lot of things that I wish was in football that are already in, in rugby, stopping the clock, for example, stops so much of that. You know, play I, like, I'm well, fully play.
2: fully for stopping the clock yeah. I
3: mean, isn't there a rule uh, it's completely not injury, but goalkeepers holding the ball oh yeah that's another that's time-wasting rule track. but they yeah, never it's, uh, I think it's six seconds. Yeah, six
0: seconds, six yeah. seconds. It's, like, it's
3: like routinely more than even 15 seconds uh, yeah. uh, the, the,
2: something needs to be done about time-wasting in football mm. it, it happens far too often I think as soon as the whistle is blown time
1: yeah it's time so goes it on goes
2: out, and then stops. when it goes out yeah, stop it, it would just solve so mm. many problems like like you know last minute goals like 3 minutes into injury time when there's only supposed to be two yeah like
1: but even would... then injury time would then become a thing of the past exactly like,
2: but it it should be again like rugby like as soon as the ball goes out of play after 90 minutes yeah. that's it that's, yeah unless there's a foul
3: mm. The, mm. the one counter to that is and i th- i was watching um can't remember who it was and I think it was Chelsea so Kepper was playing holding the ball for a long time and they were showing replays of what happened so it could be a broadcasting thing why they're allowing it
0: Yeah but the referees you can still see the goalkeeper can't he?
3: Oh no no I'm not saying the ref but that's like the referees get told don't you know the rule is goalkeepers only allowed to hold it for 6 seconds so if he's gone over 6 seconds That should be a foul, but it's never called up as a foul. So, why isn't it being called up as a foul if he's breaking the rule?
1: This
2: goes back to the referees not being trained properly.
1: Mm, Mm. I see another debate that came up on Match of the Day a couple of weeks ago where, you know, a tactical foul, players breaking away halfway line, you know, Sergio Ramos comes in, takes him out.
2: That should be an instant record of my. my
1: I don't believe it's an instant red but I do believe that the attacking team should have the right to get the ball as fast as they can put it down and then play on oh, oh, no, I,
2: I think I think it should be a red one match ban not a three match three matches harsh but one match I'm I always, think is fair
1: I'm always a fan of a tactical foul oh, I think
2: yeah but there, there's a tactical foul but you know if Liverpool were uh, on the break you know
1: yeah I, you, but you'd this be, fuming, yeah, you? be fuming yeah I would be fuming but I do like a tactical foul you know I've always I've rated a tactical foul I think you know the player's not at that moment when he's on the halfway line not guaranteed to score so you can't take you can't legitimately give me a red card because I've done nothing to warrant that
0: red card If, if in that scenario that you foul someone and if they get past you, they are literally through on goal, right? But they're still
1: not guaranteed. They've still got forty yards. Yeah, but it's professional last man
2: foul, isn't it? And like, it seems to only be given this professional last man foul in the final third. Mm. If it's on the halfway line, they don't seem to care because oh, it's on the halfway line, they might not score. But it's still, if it's last man, it's last man. Well, yeah, if
1: it's like. If... <laughs> I mean, well, last, last man usually is red card anyway, so that's not a tactical foul if it's if they're going into the box and then you take them out.
2: Yeah, but I'm talking about on the halfway line. Yeah. There's been some the, last man fouls that haven't been well, given yeah, as, yellow, yeah, but as but red I mean,
1: cards. That is then, because they've got too far to go for it to be reasonably predictable that they can score.
0: Do you reckon that's that's something that needs to be changed? Do you reckon? Be, because because they're the last man.
1: Like I said before, um, I'm a huge fan of a tactical foul. Um, you know, for every. For as fuming as I will be about it, uh, if it happens to Liverpool, again I do like it. You know, players like Ramos or a player like Van Dijk, he sees that he's against Son or something, knows that you know he's got the better of him. I can't take him out. I can't. I can't let him run through and <laughs> score. It's better to concede a halfway uh, line free kick than to, you know, have one on the twenty yards or concede a goal.
0: With red card decisions and not just last man and challenges, what do you think needs to be done about referees? Because Chris Kavanaugh, for example, responsible for both of West Ham's extremely controversial red cards this season. I think he's one of those referees that just needs to be taken up the firing line for a bit and literally educated on how this game works, because it just feels like not enough referees have that.
1: I want to be cynical of referees and at the same time sympathise them, cynical in the fact that some of the decisions are sometimes common sense Um, and then some of the other ones are because they're just following the letter of the law. Um, I think it, you know, nobody's denying it's an extremely difficult job and nobody's denying that mistakes will be made, but I think, like you said, mistakes are happening too often. What do we do about it? Like we said before, re-education maybe? Um, having a higher standard, I don't know. I think um
3: need to take the expectancy from the first official that they have to make the decision. And part of I think offside is offside by fact. But a red card, VAR should just turn around and say, well, he's punched him in the face. Don't, you don't need to look at the monitor. It's a red card. Um, so we're telling but you then this, this to is give him a red
1: card. A, this is also another problem in that it it turns into so many different people's perspectives and people's interpretation of laws. But Um, ultimately,
2: it's the man in the middle's choice in the end, isn't it? Well, yes. But
1: then but then they can then like we said before, they can just say, oh, well, Stockley Park told me to because they've seen it five times yeah, and well, at the end of the day if somebody's seen it five times and you've only seen it once in real time you're going to go with the person who's seen it five times and
0: I think if they've seen it five times and they still can't make their minds up yeah. in, in that scenario uh, uh, you, I think, you definitely can't reverse it can uh, I think that,
2: that, that there sense. should be a time limit on how long you can actually you know, make a VAR decision because a, if you look at it five times yeah. and still can't make out that it's perfectly clear yeah. you should be able to look at it once and think okay is that a foul like, yes like or no the
1: Netherlands do with our the frame rates that are filmed that football games are filmed out are still not enough to determine when the ball left the foot and when the player started or was offside or no so like netherlands do they have a line of error and that line is then thicker and if they're on that line um they're not ruled offside but.
2: But I, i'm i'm like with you know um fouls and handballs and that yeah like if if the, the uh the referee is told to go over and look at it and he has to look at it five times it's not clear and obvious because yeah. that, that was the whole thing about VAR was the clear and obvious wasn't yeah. it
1: Callum Wilson goal at the weekend should have yeah. been
2: allowed I think if if he looks at it once yeah. and he can't and, make and a decision yeah. you go with the decision that was made on pitch at the time um, that's the thing
1: that's this whole thing it, 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 I, I was always in the camp of awful VAR fantastic addition to the worked game
3: worked so well at the World Cup yeah, yeah, he did work it, very it well fantastic at the fantastic addition to the game
1: But it's it's how it's being used, and that's what makes it so so poor at the moment.
0: All right, so uh, time's a little bit against us. So just to finish up, Champions League this season, Tommy's going to win it. Uh,
1: I'm going with a PSG uh, first-time
0: winners. Angus, Man City. Man City. Man City. City. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Madrid just to be different, oh, yeah. Madrid, to be different. Yeah. right thanks very much for listening to the On The Head podcast hope you enjoyed join us again for the next one from myself Tom, Angus and Jake goodbye,
3: goodbye. You. Bye. bye